Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotman. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry about the uh, um, technical goodies. Radio hotman. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. The clips all this year. Hang on a minute. <laughs> you, want it, you don't want it to be current. Well, but, but why is it the Clipsal? I mean, it's not Clipsal 500 Adelaide. It's called. You're going to the Clipsal. Well, um, it's you know, it's it's typical um, sponsorship for motor racing. The most successful motor racing um, events have always been something named after something. I mean, the classic is is the Wind Safari. They, it's Wins had stopped um, sponsoring it years ago. They still call it the Wind Safari. <laughs> so, right. But the mountain isn't called the Bathurst. No, well, it was called the Hardy, 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 uh, the, the Hardy. Yeah, James Hardy. It was called the Hardy, Hardy Ferocious. Right. And then we used to call it the Hardy Ferocious. Yeah, <laughs> and then it was the, then there was the Hardley's Heroes. I mean, it was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We get back to the days where you'd see uh, a Crompton and Mike Raymond in bright red jackets. Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> but that is. Oh. We, look, we're, we're thinking of a nostalgia show coming up, but at the moment we're going to have to stick with episode one hundred and seventy-two. Three. Well, what is it? What? It's three, but 72's never appeared on iTunes. What's going on? Well, that's not my problem. It's been tech time. But 173 <laughs> of Radio Hotlap, that light-hearted and zany podcast that takes an irrelevant and light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool emerging technologies, gadgets, and barbecues, and sometimes which chips are better. Two bowls in front of JP, my regular co-host tonight. There's been a bit of a switcheroo. There He's not been. sure. I'm not. You're crunching. I'm crunching, but I reckon these are your ones, because they just seem thicker than normal. Not as thin as some. With us tonight. Special We guest. can't tell his real name, and he's not a dentist. He <laughs> is a man with a mysterious pen that has the unique, the unique position of being opposite, on the other side of the gatefold of Le Fauguar. That's right. Every issue of Auto Action welcomes Stoney. I've been on the opposite side of the folks for a long time. <laughs> He's on the other side of the fence. It's actually yours is on the side of the page that most people look at first. Yeah. Oh, is that right? right. It's relegated to the other side. <laughs> the, the relegation right. of Fogwar. <laughs> right hand Fogwar. I, I love it that you come up for, with names for Fogarty because um, Frank Gardner used to call him Fog. <laughs> and he's always been folks to me uh, since I've known him since he was 18. And um, so, and what, a lot of other people come up with a lot of other names which you can't print. But you know, oh, you know, what, look, we, we have been it, here, given the explicit tag on the show. Yeah. Steve Jobs, is, he's, he's come out of hiding, mm. come back and gone, eh, explicit show. Okay. And so, like, you can say what you like. We, we try, <laughs> we, we, and we have. And there's only been once that we've said the unspeakable. That's right. But we, we, we won't go. We can say, look, you're, you're a fucker, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. But no, we love you, folks. We'll be waiting for you. With bated breath, with a hot teppanyaki barbecue. So this is folks's, you know, where he works. In the I've heard all about you know, the barbecue. And, and he uh, sits over there at that table. <laughs> Expects food delivery. Writing, um, 
writing stories with a pile of ash that just slowly grows as he has his breakfast. Uh, right, folks used to do radio in the early days with 2SM. And uh, when we were working in Sydney, uh, as a motoring reporter, uh, I was the art director, or the I, I was just the artist, it wasn't really a directing anything, and Fogues was the editor. And of course he used to sit behind his little petition, away from everybody else, and he'd, he'd be doing a radio program and he'd count himself in, five, four, three, two, one, and the whole office used to count him in. And then you'd see this this face come over the, over the, over the, uh, the petition and say, will you piss off? <laughs> It sounds like folks. <laughs> sounds very much like folks. Before we get onto any irrelevance, yes, what which tonight, we're already into. What we most importantly is, Stanley, what are you having to drink tonight? Uh, well, I thought HTO. Oh, sorry, a Dahlenberg. Now that's a lovely local drop, and uh, uh, it's very oh Shiraz or oh, Grenache. Well, not that flash about Grenache, but yeah, not that you know, I'm the same that's with you. But it's got a little it, bit yeah. on it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, look, it's not the Onion. I usually go with red and wet. <laughs> you have worked with folks. Discerning South Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing over $1.99. That's right. JP. Mate, I'm on Now that there's uh, no love of look, Glenn Cooper this year. The four year. ex-girls have conned me. Have they? No, I wanted a mid-strength because I'm driving. And I didn't really want one of them really, really light beers because they just don't do anything and all you do is peel the way home. So I thought I'll try a four ex-gold and it's all right. So there you go. Is that a light beer, is it? It's Got a mid. A mid. Yeah, so, so I think it's one standard drink. Yeah, one standard drink. So, you know, you know, if you've had three of them, you've had three standard drinks, and it's time not to have any more. Once you open the tap, that's it. Look, I'm joining Stoney as well yeah. uh, with the, with the Darry. <coughs> well, sorry, that's the name of their restaurant, Darrenberg. I'm not a huge fan of Darrenberg. I tend to sort of like to go to Coriel. It's nice, and the dogs are always allowed mm. to go there. And there's there's another cat. There's a cat to chase. But just you know, yeah, I've been told uh, by uh, FWBM fine wine buying manager that uh, that lives here in the house, um, but it's not available at this very moment. But we'll probably arrive at the moment. He always meal, arrives later. Food, on, yeah, so as as but, mm. um, to give his little dibs on it. Um, that Grenache is actually not a bad uh, additive, but sure is. I'm, I'm sort of on your side, Stoney. I, I just think yeah, Grenache is very light, and they often mix it with Shiraz to tone down the bite, because mm. usually Shiraz growls at me. Oh, uh, yeah. yes. Yeah. But yeah. It's a heavy Shiraz. Especially McLaren yeah. Vale Shiraz. It's yeah. important to get Tends the right to very... uh, level of uh, fish guts and, yeah. and, and iron filings and egg white <laughs> in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> we're not... And look, you do... Oh, we're just... not talking about veggie bites. <laughs> <laughs> you do live up in McGill? I do yeah. live at McGill. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> just down the road just from... Just wafting down could, from yeah. Penfolds. He if he had a really good Shanghai, he could get a stone on the roof of Penfolds. Be all right. He could, yeah. yeah. John Bird used to be the, the wine manager there when uh, he was in charge of uh, Penfolds Grange mm. years and years ago. So, yeah, and that's still the same. That was where Dr Penfold planted his first vines in South Australia. The Grange viewers up at mm. Penfolds in, uh, in McGill. Mm. Um, the only place apparently in the... Well, I wouldn't say in the world, but certainly one of the, mo the only official place in the world where you can get a Grange of age by the glass. Mm. Oh, quite costly, but yes, you can actually go in and, and choose um, a, a, a vintage, and they will do that for you. And you can also take your bottles there for resealing and they re repackaging. Yeah, they will, yes, yeah. they will certainly do that because um, you know, people hang on to the Grange. Mm. Um, I, I mean, it's, they're bringing silly money these days. Oh, crazy money! Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> a cartoonist. 
mm. for auto action. Is yes. that what you do full time? Since 1976. Uh, but not just not, for auto action. No, not so. full time, no. no. So I, had a, uh, I had an eight year stint uh, in 1984 onwards uh, at the Adelaide News, the afternoon newspaper. You probably wouldn't remember that. That was a few years ago. Only because I arrived in Adelaide uh, in 2002. Ah, yes. Well, yeah. the afternoon newspaper, the only afternoon newspaper we had, and I, yeah. uh, I fluked getting the job there as the political cartoonist, which was a gift, because who was in power? Hawke and Keating. I mean, they did something wrong every day. You just had all the material you ever wanted. And then if you ran out of the material over here, you had Ronnie Reagan in, in USA. And he did something wrong every day. <laughs> and then, if you really got stuck, you always had Maggie Thatcher. She was always closing some mine or beating up some miners or something. You know, so I, I, it was a Stealing lovely... kids' milk. I, it was a gift. It was a lovely time to be a political cartoonist. But I also did motorsport at the same time. As I pondered uh, the meeting today and uh, and what the show would uh, what we would talk about, well, my first thought was, have you had some people like take offence yes. to your to your work and have there been death threats? Have there, have there been? And do you have to keep <laughs> have you are you, do you have to change your nom you. de plume? <laughs> I mean, uh, and and is there a, a bias for who might take uh, offence? Male, female, short, tall? No, not at, real, not at all. In fact, yes, I did get a few death threats when you're dealing with politics. But oh, that's, really? That's normal. Uh, Larry, Larry Pickering said you haven't made it until you've got a death threat. Um, you, you, you're, not, you're not just joking. You're just no, genuine. no, serious. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you... It, uh, it's Salman Rushdie stuff. Yeah, well, I suppose so. It's, uh, it's, you know, you don't take any notice of it. But with motor racing, no, I've, I've been very lucky. I, uh, I've had a go. There's been a couple of times that I stepped across the line, and I do have an invisible line. It's called the block line. And I think 1980, uh, so well, it was 1979, um, as you may or may not remember or know, the 1979 Holden pulled out of motor racing. Mm. And so um, Marlborough, TAA, Castrol, and the Holden dealers didn't have a team. It was still going by the end of 1979 because that was the year that Brock run the A9Xs. Brock stepped in and he got the dealers together through Vinnie Keane here in Adelaide and reformed the Holden dealer team. And when he did that I did a cartoon of uh, Brock reforming the dealer team and in the back of the shed I had a general coming in the back door. So in other words I was <laughs> intimating that the general, general Motors was still feeding him with stuff and Brock I've never seen Peter angry, he's not an angry man, but he pulled me over at Adelaide International Race and he said, mate, you have to watch what you put in a cartoon because everybody reads that, including the managing director of General Motors. And so that, from that day on, I knew there was a very fine line between being funny and being stupid. And I've always called that the Brock lines. I'm always, very, I still cross it, but I, you know, it's, it's there and I know where it is. And even these days it's worse because there's an enormous amount of money in motorsport, and uh, the drivers these days carry black briefcases, and you know they're in big business. So you have to be a little bit careful. Um, but there's a couple of times I've been chipped by Ford or by a driver or something. I mean, Dick Johnson, I love him to death. I've known Dickie for ages, and he says, "Will you stop making the bags under my eyes so big?" <laughs> Fine, Dick. <laughs> So I made him bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you would. 
thought they were there, weren't they? It was, I mean, I, mean I, I talked about being in, um, in, um, in politics and having the gift of uh, Hawk and Keith. Well, I've had a few gifts in the time, and, and the best one has, you know, has been obviously Alan Moffat. Alan Moffat's got a very good sense of humour. And people would say, how do you do cartoons about Moffat? What he blow a fuse. I said, well, the Moffat you know and the Moffat I know is two different blokes. And uh, Alan was always, he saw it as any, any attention was good attention because it was good for his sponsors. And then, of course, the other gift that I got was uh, Craig Lowndes eyebrows and uh, Mark Scaife's nose. <laughs> Absolutely. There's lots to talk yeah. about that. And I, I, I've been uh, probably lucky enough, or it's certainly been enjoyable to work with James Moffat, um, you know, from about 2005. And, and uh, I always made sure that he, he said, look, don't pronounce the word meat like your father did. Because <laughs> <laughs> he always had this sort of insincere Canadian sort of accent to it that it just it didn't it didn't no, roll off the mate. tongue like an Australian would no, say. No it didn't. It. He always drove falcons. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there he was driving that white ANZ Sierra for years. <laughs> I went there and his twin brother was in there was Klaus Niedwitz. Mm. So Klaus was a lovely man. Klaus, mm. there's lots of there's mm. lots of great Germans. I think the Europeans' uh, influence on Australian motorsport has has been really really positive to us. I, I mean that, and that's why I I like hanging out in Europe and hanging out with mm. the, with, the, with with them. They they teach us a lot more. We we're quite insular from a okay what's what's great, and we, we go away and do a little bit of something here and then we come back and there's not a lot of versatility. Um, in, in the drivers that we have in, in the Australian V8 Supercar Championship. And not to say that they aren't versatile, but their, their contracts and their testing schedules don't allow them to really put their, you know, put themselves out there and doing, doing stuff. And uh, you know, the, the accident with Robert Kubica in uh, uh, rallying uh, will probably only, you know, maybe not <coughs> verbally, like, you know, won't create a war of words, but but uh, some of the managers uh, behind the scenes will be thinking, hang on a minute, I've got to be careful here. But on the other side, like, there are people like Roland Dane who respect that, you know, OK, if the CL wants to go dirt bike riding to Darwin, you know, see you when you get there, it's cheaper than the aircraft. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm actually surprised at that. Um, um, and I, but it's, it's indicative of Craig. Craig just like, he's a bit like Jimmy Richards. Jimmy Richards gets off riding his ride on lawnmower. Mm -hmm. and, and Craig's a bit like that. He'll he'll ride anything, anything with drive wheels. anything yeah. that's fast. And uh, um, I thought it was wonderful that he, he climbed into that uh, uh, that Holden V8 Ute thing and, and won the won the safari. You know, yeah. It just shows the versatility of the guy. Mind you, he owns a farm. He just rides around <coughs> on bikes all day. You know. So. Yeah, yeah do it, does it in the dirt. But quite Brock, a bit. Brock used to do it too. He won the he won the repco. Yeah, he ran the repco. That was one of his year. best drives. I actually just saw that car in the Bathurst Museum when I went up mm. for um for the mm. for, for the well, twelve hour. Uh, they were quick to point out it was the National Motor Racing Museum. I said, actually, no, that's in Birdwood. But anyway, don't worry about it. Oh, that's the National Motor Museum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah. was a little yeah. slight. Mm. Yeah. Depends whether you got the racing in there or not. Um, but yeah. other cartoonists that come to mind, to me as a, as a child, because I would always look at them in, in yeah. you know, avid reading the Australian, would be Pickering. Yes. Um, now, um, everyone has a, a unique style, even with, it, even if it's a non-political cartoonist like, you know, um, you know, a BC by uh, Johnny Hart. 
or um, Fred Bassett. You know, this the, yeah. uh, the the style was unique. I mean, there's so many there's so many great sort of. The thing that used to fascinate me that every morning, about thirty cartoonists Australia wide would get up and read the same newspapers, and they'd all come up with a different idea. Mm. They'd all, uh, uh, very rarely did I see two cartoons the same. Well, that, that, that used to astound me, and that's, that's how it works. In motorsport, um, one of the early blokes was a bloke called Fred Fowler, and that was in the early 60s, and uh, he wrote cartoons or drew, drew cartoons for uh, Racing Car News. But after that, there wasn't, you know, wasn't too many. And the only reason I went to motor racing because there were more motor racing books than there were cricket books. I would have much rather been a cricket cartoonist. Is that right? Oh yeah, I love cricket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But you know, yeah, because there's not much happening on field. <laughs> no, but it's what's happening off field. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of standing around like this, sort of like with the. Scratching their heads. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, I just love, I just love the sledging. I just think that's wonderful. Mm. I mean, that great thing about McGrath bowling to uh, Ratatonga from uh, in the Sri Lankan team, and Ratatonga was a very large man, right? And uh, McGrath couldn't see the wicket, so when he bowled to him a few times, he said, "Why are you so fat?" And he said, "Because every time I make love to your wife, she gives me a biscuit." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the sort of stuff that I love. You know. When you when you write, do you prefer to write in the mornings or in the evenings? Uh, and once you've done it, do you like to like submit it, or do you then sit back and go, oh, and then maybe after a glass of wine, you say, oh, hang on, that's a little bit on the edge. Yeah, sort I do. Of, do you, do you get into right. that zone where you sort of, oh, hang on, and then you go, hang on a minute, I'm an individual, freedom of speech, fuck it, that's what I'm putting in. Uh. No, you do need a cooling off period because there's some things that you come up with an idea and you, you really have to sit, think, sit back and have a, lift, have a look at it mm. and just make sure that you, 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 your T's have crossed and your I's are dotted. And the thing with Fogarty was he used to hate me because I, could, I, could, I was lousy at spelling. And, and he'd always, when he was the editor of Auto Action, he'd say... <laughs> he was the shortest... Yeah, he used to read. He has the shortest reign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we yeah. love you, folks. But no, I know. But um, Mark's been—he's uh, been interesting because he's—he's uh, he's always got—he's always good for a story. You, if you want to find something out, folks knows about it. Oh yeah. But 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 you do, and even when a journalist writes something, you know, you know the ones that read read their stuff and the ones that don't. But yeah, you have to be a little bit careful. It's, that rock line is still there. <laughs> and you sort of have to just check to make sure. I did make a mistake once. I, 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 once. It, yeah, once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, I have a little bird. It's safe with us because yeah, no one likes a little bird. I've got this seagull in the car too. Yeah, and yeah, something yeah. Something about, I think it was... Oh, the, is that David seagull? <laughs> well, David would like to think so. Yeah. <laughs> Could be giving Will some tips. Um, well, um, my my story is about David. He was the editor of Auto Action, and I put in something there. The little bird was saying about Dick, Dick Johnson, and it was saying, "Give it the flick, Dick." <laughs> and unfortunately, the L joined up with the I, and it came out. Give it. Give it. <laughs> Well, I, I thought Seagull... Oh, don't you hate not game? Yes, I know. You see, there's no spell check in a cartoon. Yeah, it's your own typeface every time. Poor old Seagull, I thought we'd lost him. I thought he was having a heart attack. 
you know, there it was on the front page of Auto Action. I could see it. <laughs> and people would read me up and say, you're the only bloke I know that can put stuff on the front that. page of a <laughs> national magazine. Yeah. So <laughs> sometimes things go wrong. And, uh, you know, and do so they give you carte blanche just to come up with whatever you like? Pretty much. Uh, I mean, you never these get a days, sort of, we'd really like a cartoon about such and such. Or um, now, I, th this week's... Sorry, JP, but, yeah, but this week's... And I might say, I'd like to say thanks to, uh, to Auto Fiction. Auto action. Uh, this is how it actually came about. Yeah. Yeah. The, the folks came and said, "Will you stop calling us auto fiction?" Mm. But you know, they've been called that for ages. Uh, it used to be a fortnightly, and we used to call it the Fish Rappers fortnightly. So, because <laughs> it was actually <laughs> okay to do that, and he just went, "Look, I've been listening to the shows. I travelled around, <laughs> ambling around <laughs> Europe." And he goes, "Well, will you stop doing that?" Went, yeah, he right, sent us an email. Um, Chastising. So it was. So we sort of we got him on board. But but this this uh, recent uh, incarnation uh, yeah. that uh, arrived yesterday, which is the the, the which is oh, unusual. Uh, FWBM. Uh, this is Stoney, a uh, fine wine buying manager. This is the man who's going to give us the drum on the Durham bird. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice, nice to, to meet you, sir. Yeah. He's the... the uh, uh, I know. Yes. Mm. He, he has little uh, motor racing experiences you have and in big, Australia. And also being a pom. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know this gentleman, so uh, it's a lot to meet him. Uh, it took me a while to get used to what is uh, the cartoons. That was sense of humour. Oh, they're a bit fake, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, now I, I love watching them, love reading them. First thing I turn to every time. Really? Go, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Good answer. Yeah, That's my price. Yeah, you will. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Forget all the technical On stuff. On the basis of that. Uh, yeah, commendation. That's what it's about in there. How much, is it, how much energy does it take to come up with something like that? Because it, it's, a, it's a bit of an interesting sort of a concept there, you know, like the, the story that was there, was there a week ago. Okay, look, maybe we'll build it like a non-badged engine. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's sort of, it's a bit of a, it's a harder one, I reckon, yes, one for you to do. Yeah. It's sort of, you, you almost, I feel like you're, you're, you're working hard to come up with the, well, yep. what can I make it interesting? There are some weeks you do work a bit hard because there's really nothing happening. And uh, what, uh, just to fill you in on the production, that's all. Uh, the cartoon is always on the letters page. Now that's a tradition which goes back through newspapers. And uh, as a result, that that page goes to press on Fridays. So that's Fridays before the weekend. Yeah, right. So right. it comes out the following week. So I have to be almost a little bit clairvoyant. And you do the illustration? Oh yeah, I do the whole lot. Yeah, it's all on done. a Mac. Yeah, on a Mac, and it's done on. I do the outline, and then I scan it in, and I do all the colour work on screen. So you don't have the luxury of like Lee Holdsworth holding someone like this, like Will Davison, you know, <laughs> with, a, with a sandy background, um, to be able to print on the on the Monday because that that's happened. After well, I, yeah, I can't. I've got to be careful that, uh, you know, what I say on the Friday is going to transpose to yeah, the Monday. Yeah, so, yeah. see, for instance, now, I've just done one for the Clipsal. So that'll come out next Wednesday. Uh, in Adelaide here, we don't get them till Friday. So, you know, I don't, how did you get this today? It, it comes from the Fun powers of AA in, in the mail. And it, we've, we've, so had a, we've had a terrible bagging of the, about this. And today, yeah. this is the this is the earliest mm. it's ever arrived in the mailbox there on, on, on Thursday morning. Well, I'm very jealous. As a gift. Well, you, you need... <laughs> and hence we should get folks on the phone. Wow. <laughs> it's just the bane of his existence. He organises. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. so basically what I... Yeah, right, Margot says. I, I, I'm talking about the, uh, the, you know, the, what they call the crate engines. So everyone gets an engine in the crate and that's what they use. So that's the basis of it all. Um, but the fact is that they're going to six litre and they're going to be less powerful. So you sort of put that in as well. So you put some actuality in it. 
but you'll notice over there there's an elephant in the room. <laughs> and uh, the elephant in the room is to, is to suggest that this is only the beginning to let other manufacturers in. Mm. So, and we all know that. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't know who it'll be. We yeah, think it'll yeah. be Nissan, we think it yeah. might be BMW, but we, we yeah. know that that's on the way. So, uh, And then the captions sometimes are uh, just really uh, um, just compliments to it. You know, sometimes the captions don't work, and that's why you have a bird. Or you have something in your cartoon. Most cartoonists have something in there which will give you an extra out that can say something that uh, yes. the, that just highlights it a bit. Very often, I've actually, unfortunately, left the bird out. And then I get letters and phone calls saying, where's the bird? Now, this started way back years and years ago in the 50s. Well, it probably didn't start in the 50s, but w probably the most famous cartoonist in the world is... Um, um, oh, I'm trying to think of his name now. It's just left me. See, that's the seniors' moment. It just sort of goes, <laughs> but, Come on. Um, they used to have a boy. JP, you're on that. Boy and the dogs. The, the Western Australian bloke. Oh no. Oh yeah, Darcy. No. No, I'll think no? of it in a minute. But a lot of people have something in their cartoons, like a dog. Well, I have a seagull because he hangs around the beach, drinks beer, and. And, you know, chats up chicks. So that's it's, that's actually a, a, an alter ego. Often it's the alter ego of a. Of a uh, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. Ah, Paul Rigby. Paul Rigby always had a little boy and oh, a dog, right. Right? right? And and Jeff Hook always had a hook somewhere in his cartoons, and people would look for the hook. And Paul Rigby always had a boy and a dog. So he was the most famous, and he eventually went to New York and worked for Murdoch over there, yeah, on the New York Times. But the alter ego thing is quite interesting. When you get to someone like Footrot Flats, in Footrot mm. Flats, the dog doesn't have a name. The reason he doesn't have a name is because it is actually Murray Ball, and Murray Ball is the cartoonist. So he is the dog. <laughs> right. So that's, you've got to work out how they think, unless you get someone like, you know, sort of a cartoonist is a little bit left of centre, uh, that uh, you know, it's sometimes a bit, bit hard to follow. But, it's, but it is handy, and that's how that's how you construct. It's like have a stage, so you put your players there. You have the boss looking at the engine. You have his have his lackey mate who's also got a Holden T-shirt on, and he's got a Ford. He's got oh, a yeah, Ford. Some very so you put little thing. subtleties in there, and a, lot, and a lot of people like to, yeah, the sh the chev on the front. Mm. Yeah, so you do that. Sometimes you have a lot of fun, and uh, you can do all sorts of things. And sometimes <laughs> they work, and sometimes they don't. You know, doing a motorsport comic once a week is is. A lot easier than having to do a political comic oh, yeah. every day. Well, I and I've read stories of, 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 of people that, that, that have been in that role where they yeah. go, <laughs> you know, and the, and the editor's going, I want the damn thing. Yeah, you know, well, like, how, well, how can you? Something. Yeah. I, know, I know as a creative, it's hard to force creativity. Yeah. And yeah. if you're getting someone like. Mm. Uh, it's not hard, it's not easy. Uh, I used to start at four in the morning and I'd read all the newspapers and I would, uh, I've got a very good tip from Jeff Hook at the Herald Sun. And when I got the job as uh, the daily cartoonist, I ran Jeffrey, and he said, don't do one cartoon, because then the editor's got nothing to choose from. He said, do sketch out three. And he said, and put the one that you like the most on the bottom, and put <laughs> the worst one on the top. Because the first thing the editor is, because he's at four in the morning, or, or at seven o'clock when I present him with the cartoon, he's not in a very good mood. <laughs> and he looks at the first one, he said, ah, crap then he looks at the third, second one he can't print that and then the third one is always the one you want him to print so you could you could fiddle it and that's how you did it but some mornings of course there was nothing he liked so you had to keep going back one morning i did eight cartoons 
but the pressure you put on yourself to keep the standard of, of I suppose, oh. uh, of excellence in terms of, you know, some some of them you just go, I just get it. I, I have one in particular that, that you've that you've done that just yeah. recently that, that really stands out to, out out in mind. I mean, of course, there's the louder class. Louder, that's a louder class. But it's and that it's wasn't a, supposed to ever be printed. <laughs> it's on pose as well. But to me, I told him to above me, the toilet. Uh, it's above the toilet. They're all above to the me, toilet. To me, the, 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 the classic one that really are not because and it's so in, such an insider is um, the we won't go into the fine details of it, but the safety car mix up picking up the field at Phillip Island oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with oh, the okay. sign going, yeah, yeah. what colour do you want? Yeah. Amber? <laughs> <laughs> and no one would know that. Well, um, yeah, no, I, well I, I, I'm like the blokes on the hill. I'm like the blokes that get out there with their comic t shirts and, and barrack for, for, for uh, motorsport, except I'm sitting in front of the telly. And when you see something as frustrating as a, as a pace car come out in front of the wrong car, you know, you can see it. Yeah. I mean, you get angry. Makes you spew. You get yeah, angry. But, yeah. but, but, the, but the finer points of it were <laughs> such yeah. that, that the driver, who was yeah. an unnamed person, was also a client of mine and then became David's client. <laughs> I just... Oh, see, I didn't know that. <laughs> no. no, of course you didn't. No, well, you that didn't. Was but no one else did either. But it was, it was, too, it was just too easy. It was, oh, it was a, are thought... you saying you did not know that the driver uh, had any relevance to the name of the colour no, no. Oh, well, that is no, no. surprising. No, but no, you now do. No, I just know the old joke about the drunk who's sitting in front of the traffic lights and he's falling That's asleep. That's even and funnier. That is. And he's, he's falling asleep at the lights and the copper comes up, knocks on the window and says, can't see a colour we like? You know, that, that's an old joke. But so Most have you, have you not been enlightened to exactly what that, but the final Well, yeah, that's, I'd be very interested. Yeah. Well, okay, so, so... So who drives the safety car? <laughs> Amber Anderson. <laughs> Who drove 944 Porsche Cup? Okay. Right, was the driver of the safety car. <laughs> so, what colour do you want? Amber? Like, what colour do you want, Amber? And she was a client of mine before she came to David. David's. And yeah. I read, and I've gone, <laughs> and go, what colour do you want? I thought it was so brilliant. <laughs> I, I thought it was such well. an insider line. Yeah. And you didn't know that. No. Go, what colour do you want, Amber? No. And what colour do you want, Amber? I don't know another girl called Amber. Well, yeah, I know a few, but. But um, that's pretty... No, didn't know. I had no, I had no idea who was driving the car. <laughs> the whole thing was all centred around the well, fact that, that they, just they have lights, and of course, you know... Yeah, that's, that's Well, that's no, pretty that funny so that you managed to get that out. That's a, that, yeah. I think that's a classic. Well, certainly I, I read it in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I uh, as did Simon's, and and did I. Well, yeah. I get that all the time. I get people ring up and say, "You drew me in the crowd," <laughs> like you knew them. Personally. Yeah, like I knew they were there. <laughs> so you know, yeah, you get that. People, will, it's amazing what people will read into a cartoon, uh, and you, it, it, it's really you know. It's a suck it and see situation because I, I just work away by myself there and I, I, I really sort of try and... I look at it from the point of view that if I was standing on the hill at Bathurst, and I have done many, many times at a lot of race meetings, I see what the punter sees. And, and, and it's the punter that reads these magazines. True, yeah. So I'm, I'm just one of the punters. And, uh, you know, like, uh, so are we. 
Yeah, because well, that's, we, how, that's we, how this whole show started. A that's right. Because talking about plenty of, what, like, what had been going on on the weekend. Of, there's plenty of people out there that you know that, that, that want to do it in all a really, really mm. serious way, and we thought, well, we don't want to do that. No, we don't want we don't want to take money from people. No, we don't want to get get up to say right now. I'm going to bring you the latest news brought to you by X Y Z company. I, we just didn't want to do that. Well, Otherwise, we'd have to, we, it would it would it would cull our characteristics. Yeah. I, I, I think this is one of the reasons why I wanted to be a cricket cartoonist because um, it's just fun. I love cricket and it's so funny. And, well, and he's a cricket fan. Oh, yeah, of course he's a pop. And he got a free ticket for the last test. But, but um, with, with, with the cartoon, it, it's, it's meant to be uh, entry level stuff. And it's always been that way. If you get the right editors, and I've been lucky with AA, I've had some terrific editors. Uh, that if they know how powerful you can make the cartoon uh, and they put it in the right spot in the magazine, it's, it's a good tool to have. Mm. And uh, I've been lucky in so much as uh, uh, I've worked with some good blokes. Um, and, you know, Fogues is a newspaper man. He's a newspaper man through and through. And my belief is, uh, is that when you work in the media, it's a privilege to be there. Mm. So uh, there are things that people sh need to know and there's some things that people don't need to know. <laughs> Very so, true. Sorry, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just like, mm. I just got bored. <laughs> <laughs> away with technology. No, 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 no. I'm just setting some stuff up. No. All right, so I think time viewers. Hmm? Viewers. Viewers. Yeah, we haven't viewers. mentioned the viewers. viewers. The, the viewers. Yeah, hello, viewers. Are you what? telling me something? You got something planted in the vine? No, no, no. <laughs> it's a tribute to Paul Hogan. We did it from day one. Oh, five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Hogan used we to come on and say good day, viewers. So yeah. that's how we started the show. Yeah, yeah but good day, viewers. It's only audio. Oh, of course it is. Mm. But of course when we do video, they're listeners. It fucks them right up. <laughs> yeah, it does. Doesn't it, viewers? You're well, all fucked up out there. Bruise us anyway. too sometimes. So a little quick rehash of what's gone on the last few days. Mm. Winton testing. There's a, a few big teams up there. Mm. Tony Delberto, or D Alberto, depending with the, the um, uh, 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 Glenn Seaton. Um, but what was most interesting was that Jason Richards had turned up and... Uh, He'd hung around there, and that's great to see. Yeah, he, he's going good. He's, you know, he's battling uh, you know, rare form of cancer, but appears to be giving a lot of um, encouragement there to to Jason Bright, or, or Jason Bright is in, is taking that on board, and and you know more power to him. And I, uh, as they say, you know, through uh, uh, auto fiction and and beyond, is that yeah they are they are looking like they are on the edge of a of a win. And I mean, if you're going to be a race team. That you're going to employ race car drivers, you better win because no one wants to go to Albury. It's a, <laughs> it's a good boring drive, isn't it? <laughs> just when we go up to Bathurst, yeah, Albury would on. I mean, it's just a killer. <laughs> it's just there's just nothing going good. I mean, for well, the once trip. you get to Albury, Wodonga, what have you got to look forward to? The trip back. Well, no, the Wombat Pub. <laughs> but you've got any short survey. Don't know that a, one. There's a huge stack of AAs. But look, that's all. Yeah, that's all good. That's all good. Um, Marcus Sakanovic has uh, picked up a lease drive with one of the Paul Morris Motorsport cars, called ironically named Jansen after Peter Jansen. It is. And I said, well, you know, because he used to stay, stay at the Windsor. He goes, what, the where? I said, <laughs> Exhibition <laughs> Street. Hmm. You live in Melbourne. Don't you know anything about culture and cravats? <laughs> Um, he uh, needs to wear a cravat. That cravat's got to be. I'm tying a cravat into that car from here yeah. on in. Absolutely. Right. It's happening. Um, when uh, Morris Dancing used to make their cars, they always called them after somebody. And uh, Les Small rang me one day and said, Could you send me a caricature of Jansen? I said, Yeah. 
What do you want that for? Captain uh, Jackson to you. Uh, yeah, Captain, Captain Jackson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I said, what's that for? He said, oh, we, we name our cars after people. And right. we've named this car Jansen, and we'd like to put a little caricature in the engine bay or something. Oh, right. So, yeah, I know about Jansen. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I would mm. imagine you, you, you would indeed. Well, I don't normally have that sort of insight into teams. I mean, very rarely a team will ring me and, and say, what do you think? Well, Les, the cranky old bugger that he is, is actually a Marcus Zakanovic's engineer this year. So I think it's, oh, they're wow. going to go good. Yeah, I uh, um, you know, when, when, so when Les is in a, in a good mood, I need to... No, oh, keep Le away from Les, Les when he's... Les is, Les is one of the gems of life. They've, I've always, he has a very colourful language. I've always wanted to get Larry Perkins, Fred Gibson and Les Small at the same table at the dinner party. <laughs> and then if you really want to get someone who is a bit foul, uh, Billy Colloway. <laughs> You wouldn't get a word in it. No, no, you, you probably wouldn't. I, I, I do recall, uh, like, uh, early 2006 when... Um, when, when James Small started to do a bit of ute racing and then we were, he was on the dummy grid and Les was coming down there screaming in the window at him and, and, and James was going, Dad, would you just leave me alone? I just wanted to chill out. And Les go off down there. Conversely, there was James Brock sort of doing the Holden side of things going, everything's cool, everything's cool. Oh, oh. Uh, who have we got? It'll be a viewer. A viewer? Is, is that a viewer? Who's been racing at Winton earlier this week? That is correct. <laughs> oh, that sounds like uh, a bit the Mate, uh, welcome to episode 173 of Radio Fuck Around. Um, with us tonight is the regular JP, but if you play your cards right, you could become a caricature. We've got Stoney from AA with us. <laughs> wow. All the big guns are in the house tonight. Absolutely. <laughs> mate, how did the test go at Winton? Just quickly before we get into that, well, episode, was it 173? That's it. You've got to all those three numbers. Make 71 and it makes 73. That's pretty impressive. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, free teppanyaki for you next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, there better be a couple of shrimps on that teppanyaki pan, I'll tell you. <laughs> you've sorted it up for so many years and I've brushed you off for so many years. Now you're, you're on it. I'm making you pay for it now. Oh, oh, oh. Stoney spilt the red, but he hasn't oh. even tried any of it yet. We've had a, <laughs> we've had a usual radio hotline disaster. Oh, oh, I'm ringing, Mark Rob. Usually, I'm ringing Rob. I'm doing the cartoon. It's, it's usually uh, Hardy who plays that sort of game. It's the way, the way I get air to it. <laughs> Mate, well, you got to let that red breathe. What's the chance of... What's the chance of uh, getting a cartoon of, of, of Marcus and his father in? Um, well, Just one of his it depends. Fathers. You have to do something some, something uh, different. You know, it's a bit like, you know, Charlie Sheen. You know, <laughs> you gotta, if you want to be on the news all the time, I don't suggest you do that, by the way. But, you know. <laughs> no, no, not, not in a hurry to uh, hit the headlines like Charlie. No, sure. no, no. Look, at 1.8 mil a show, you'll do what you're told. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Indeed. So, son, tell us about the tell us about Jansen. We've just been talking about uh, the namesake. We have. Oh yes. No, look, it was. Uh, it's obviously a, a happy addition to the action racing family to uh, to use this year. I mean, we did have a good car for the last couple of years, and I, I, I just think you know the VZ is still a good car, but I just think today's modern technology and the latest additions, and I guess the level one influence now in Fujitsu, we just had to make the step, and 
you know, look, we sourced a few avenues here and there, but uh, I think just the best fit at the time just happened to be Jansen, you know, sitting there up at, up at Paul Morris Motorsport all alone, waiting for the right, you know, driver to come along and drive it back to victory. So <laughs> I'm hoping oh, that I can deliver. Um, it's starting to sound like that movie, Christine, where the car talks to you. Is that what the car did oh, to you, Marcus? <laughs> yeah, look, we, we, we had a good couple of little chats there uh, whilst, you know, they were making a few changes. We sort of chatted quietly amongst ourselves in the pit garage before we fired out and, you know, tried to get down on an impressive front. Well, they, they do, they must get like that. You must get, that's Joe used to a car and they're all different, aren't they? Well, yeah, I mean, look, for three years I drove, obviously, that VZ and, uh, you know, I could hop in that car and you shut your eyes and you can flick every button, switch, roll bar, lever, brake wipes button, a whole lot, you know, and that's basically now what I needed to do with this Jansen car is just basically, you know, learn learn where all everything is positioned and, you know, what little traits that it likes and what it doesn't like and things like that, so... You know, look, to, to give you a brief idea, basically, we spent all day Monday and probably half a Tuesday just getting it ergonomically right for me, you know, seat positions and pedal positions and oh, things yeah. like that. And, you know, from the very first lap that we turned on Monday morning to, you know, probably midday Tuesday, we dropped probably just a second in lap times just by, you know, purely making me comfortable and being able to drive the car. So... That on its own was a, a really big gain, you know. Like if you if you're comfortable with whatever you do, you, you do it well. So and that was the big key. And then from there on, we uh, you know we made a few changes. I've got a, a new team. I've still got my original mechanic with me, Jeremy McLeod. He's still sparing the car. But I've got also an addition of Les Small, which is the gentleman that actually built the car. I oh, use that uh, term loosely. We were talking about that earlier. <laughs> He's no gentleman. <laughs> Is there a cartoon under the bonnet? Yeah. Uh, well, look, I mean, I've yet to see Liz's fiery side. I mean, I've, I've, I've raced against him in the youth days, and, you know, I got him a, I got him a little bit fiery a couple of times, but, you know, look, I, I think it's... Uh, he really likes the car, and he likes the challenge, and, you know, and uh, I, I'm happy to have his, his wealth of knowledge on board. So, you know, anything to try and make it make us go fast and get to the front, I guess. And well, if, anything, if Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday is anything to go by, I think it's, uh, you know, we might be the quiet achievers, hopefully. Oh, good. Did you uh, manage to hide the uh, the button that sets off the fire extinguisher under the uh, under the car so that the uh, marshals can't set it off, Marcus? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely uh, putting tape over that with a big no-go sign, that's for sure. <laughs> Unbelievable. Look, uh, look, it's a testament to the volunteers. I mean, we can't go racing without the volunteers. But sometimes, like my dad keeps, you know, battering into me at work, you know, common sense, son. Everything's about common sense. And, you know, they couldn't have just stopped for a split second to read the button that says, firebomb, do not push. <laughs> uh, Marcus, JP and I uh, will be um, providing you with a, uh, a nice... Uh, uh, um, what do I call it? Cravat. Cravat. Oh, yeah, because you're in a car. Cravat uh, to be put in the car somewhere, like it's like a neck scarf that uh, would only be fitting of, of Peter Captain Jackson. Peter Jansen. Um, we'll, we'll have to look at... Uh, I'm, I'm, think, uh, Stoney, I'm thinking Paisley. 
Oh, Paisley, oh, yes, Paisley. I've seen, I've seen oh, Jansen absolutely. wear Paisley. Yeah. But you've got to find a, a cigar that's about um, eight inches long and about one and a half inches round. That's He, he was amazing. He, every rare round that, uh, Bathurst, he always had that hanging out of his mouth. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Unlit. Unlit. Sometimes, obviously. But he, he might have to go the Carl Haas yeah. route, wouldn't he? So yeah. he could circumvent, like, pit rules. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, you just chew on it. Uh, but, yeah, good name for a car, Marcus, and uh, uh, got a nice feeling to it. Do you know Jansen was uh, an amazing fellow? Ian Tate said that um, when he drove at Bathurst and Tate was looking after his uh, Tirana, he took the brake pads out and they were hardly worn. He said you could have done another race in it. He was very easy on the car. He was, he was a much maligned driver, actually. Really? Okay. I see. I'm just learning now. Obviously, having Jansen, I'm learning a little bit, little bit here and there about Peter himself. So yeah, amazing. Hopefully, I can follow his footsteps and be easy on Jansen. Well, he was, he was almost an olden day playboy as such, wasn't he? I mean, it was very unclear whether he did anything. You would find him in the champagne tent at a horse race, and he'd always be dressed for dinner. Absolutely. He was a distinguished yeah. character. Yeah. Well, he, he was he was the uh, uh, the ultimate uh, Melbourne playboy. He lived on top of the Windsor Hotel, and he really only wow. went to Bathurst and sand down a corner. I don't I don't remember him racing anywhere else. Um, you know, and he wasn't he was a weekend warrior, but he'd go to Bathurst. Co-driver. <laughs> Sorry. Who was his co-driver? Was Larry Perkins was ah. his co-driver. He had he, and uh, you know he had all sorts of fancy co-drivers <coughs> over the years. But he was quick. He finished second twice at Bathurst. Those were wow. the days, Marcus, where you could come out like, like the old days of Le Mans, where the driver was come would, yeah. would come out and get a shag before they got back in the car. <laughs> it's all prearranged. Marcus is looking forward to that. He's got a lot to live up to. <laughs> Please make sure it's female. <laughs> oh, don't be picky. <laughs> this is, oh, come on. If you need an optometry <laughs> test this late in the season, <laughs> it's a bit of a worry. <laughs> Mate, just before we let you go, because we have to let you go, Triple um, Eight are bringing a Fujitsu car to the series with uh, Andrew Tomster and with backing from um, from Monster. Um, how does that raise the bar, I suppose, any time you see Triple Eight come anywhere? Look, it's good and bad, I suppose. Oh, look, I think, you know, for me, I guess, I just look at it as another another challenge, another obstacle, you know. If I can if I can beat a factory-backed drive with all the best equipment out there, well, you know, that, what confidence does that give me? That's, you know, just, that's what I'm aiming for. If I can beat these guys that have got, you know, all the good gear, I mean, look, not, not that, you know, I'm saying that my gear's bad, but I'm just saying, like, these guys that are basically level one teams... If I can beat those, uh, you know, out of a out of a little panel shop from the western suburbs of Melbourne, I think we're all doing a fantastic job. Absolutely. Hey, that's it. All right. Thanks, dude. Catch you Tuesday. We'll see you next week. You will indeed. I'm back putting some some stickers on Jansen. Oh, mate, can can you put a, some sausage dogs on? <laughs> we'll, make, we'll make a couple of sausages floating around. A couple yeah. of rusties. Get some on. <laughs> see you Tuesday, mate. Enjoy Cheers, the Marcus. evening, and please don't spill the red. No, don't appreciate right. it. I got mate. <laughs> <See> <laughs> all right, guys, enjoy your night. Thanks. Cheers, you too. Uh, the old Marcus. Tony Cochran's decided that he'd like to have GP2, the GP2, the, the basically the stepping stone to Formula One, turn up at Homebush.
Mm. Well, I mean, if the Utes can't get round there without hitting it light of the wall, I mean, we've got the Super GT yeah. GT three thousand champion come down and he did three corners and blocked the road. How <laughs> the GP two cars going to go around there? Like, I mean, do we really? And it's a non championship race, so let's spend all this money and bring them all the way over the other side of the, of the world. Uh, suddenly, I'm thinking, is this filling the pages, Sonny? He's got his head in his hands. It's just filling the pages of. Of, of, of auto action, but I mean, I, it, it doesn't make much sense. Is it serious they, or is it speculation? I can't, I can't Tony's believe that. Tony's into it. I can't believe that. Tony's into it. He's going, it's not GP2 Asia, it's GP2. Yeah. It's going, let's bring them all down here, non championship round, and let them hit concrete barriers at a track they're going to go, that wasn't fun. Mm. Mm. Tony's With always no been anti cars that run around without mudguards. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Mudguards. Mm. <laughs> Fenders. <laughs> Mudguards, yeah. Anyway, mud guards. there's yeah. more to hear about whether those 4-litre Mecca chrome engined chassis will uh, arrive down here. Always. Mm. Todd Kelly has what? hit the... Oh, sorry. Mate, yes, your, your turn. I'll, I'll just take over you. No, 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 that's all right. I just thought it was probably, you know... He's looking young to me. Yeah, he looks younger than 150, but come the clips all next week... He will be in the 150 club. So uh, only there's only been 15 others since the uh, uh, series, or the series as we know it, started in 1960. So um, he's uh, quite quite an elite sort of thing to do. So good on Toddle. That's, uh, he's only just getting his head around it by all accounts. So uh, yeah. So he said, "I'll quote you one thing. I feel like there's a fair bit left in me. Another 150 or so would be nice." So there you go. Kilos left, got rid of. Toddler reminds me a lot of uh, John Harvey. Mm. You know, he's sort of there, he's always there, and he's always, you know, he's, mm. he's sort a little of, bit out of the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, but under the but, radar. But Harvey was much maligned, and uh, you know, he won a, a race here, a race there, that sort of thing. And and Todd's very, very similar, very similar in driving styles and everything. He's a good finisher. You know, very rarely do does he sort of throw it away. True. Well, they're looking for their enduro uh, drivers. Uh, mm. uh, well, I can't say specifically who the enduro drivers might be, but it's interesting to notice that uh, that uh, David Bernard, Bernard, I can never, I can never say it right. Bernard, Bernard, Bernard. I just say Bernard. Bernard. I think it's a silent S. Bernard. It's, it's taken a drive up at DJR. You know, and ironically, that was a, a, a drive that was uh, made available to a, a Danish fellow yes. that, we, that we know. And, and so, therefore, if that, he's not doing that, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be the one to be doing any announcing because, you know, the no, trouble that I get into. Yeah. If I get well, into an announcing in Danish drivers' yeah. uh, uh, involvement in the oh. sport, that then, then perhaps they you could there could be some love in Mildura. <laughs> 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 Do you know there's a really good underground restaurant in the Grand Hotel in Mildura? Is that right? The home of the Kellys. Oh, yes, I know it's the home of the Kellys. But, the, but there's the Grand. It's a yeah. ye olde worldy with a very yeah. down oh, underground like cellar. Could be much like Beppy's. Do any opals down there? <laughs> I had to hand a few out for the north. Someone had to dig the hole. <laughs> I just thought there might have been a reason. It would be like... Uh, uh, what's that black in town that that you used to do the, the, the irrelevant lunch club at? 
that, that you had to give him the flick. Oh, Chester Sellers. Chester Sellers. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah and Primo. Primo, yeah. Mm. He's probably got the special uh, yeah. downstairs room. Well, that's you right. Know, well, the, they've got one of theirs up there. Seller could be. Oh, you, okay. ne you never know. I only knew that um, Mildura had the longest bar in the world in one of their pubs. Hang around with us and that's you're going to learn some stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you. Most of it irrelevant. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> Step one. It'd be great for trivia quizzes what you learn with us. There <laughs> <laughs> won't be any more earth anyway, shattering. This is all I'm just saying, so that's it. Uh, nice and pretty. Yes. Has turned up out of disguise. Yeah. To go V8 Ute racing, he's got some monster energy money. Well, who doesn't got any monster energy money yet? But he's going to he's going to drive V8 Utes. Oh. Yeah. And not as Randy Corners, as it was his Randy disguise name. Yeah. Uh, very strange. But anyway, in the um, and in the, in the exile, exile. Is that a, a, like a nom de plume? So he doesn't well, want his wife to well, find he out he's had a race, wasn't he? No, he, but, he, was, he was at Bathurst, but there he was at home, was cruising around in the ute, and he was doing all right, and there's this bloke, Randy Corners. I thought, hang on a minute. I know I've got a bit of a clue about what's going on in the field here. And that doesn't... That sounds like someone's having a bit of a laugh. It does. And sure enough, it was nice and pretty. And um, yeah, but he's in. Yeah, we used to have a bloke here in Rolly Park Speedway called Joe Blow. And the only reason he was called Joe Blake because he didn't want his wife to know he was at Racing Speedway. <laughs> yeah, just that, the pub on a Friday night, love. Well, $20, Nelson, dollars. Not going I haven't seen him. Park at all. <laughs> Nelson PK took his mother's name uh, because his old man didn't want him to go motor racing. He, his PK is actually his mother's maiden name. That's that right? Yeah. Well, there you go. So now we've learnt something from you. We'll have to get, uh, we'll have to get Pee Wee on the line. <laughs> Oh, Pee-wee, he knows everything. I know he does. I know how you are. I know. He goes, oh, I've actually slept with Pee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> well, too much information. Well, I know we're explicit No, now, we, we shared a room. We didn't sleep, share a bed. <laughs> I've, I've been almost as close. But yeah, we, not, were, we were visiting uh, Mike Dudson, the journalist from uh, over there. We've, oh, we're yeah, we're driven, is, but yeah. driven. <laughs> New Zealand. Now, uh, Murph's gone and said, look, I'm going to go over and have a go at this new Super Tour is over there. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. um, oh. that, that's that. Uh, so they're not the, the, the departure, they're, they're seven litre sort of car of the future sort of concept. But, but okay, that's fine, Murph. But hang on a minute, aren't we getting back to the old time? And aren't we, isn't Ellen Gow going to go, oh, we're super tourers? Mm, yeah. The two litre front legged beast like that little mm. thing over Think, there in the yeah. corner. And, you know, front legged beast. Mondeo like and thoughts of Greg Hansford. And, oh, no. I mean, and, and Hungry Jacks. Jimmy. Jimmy. In the Mondeo right. at the last Formula One Grand Prix. I mean, it, to me, Only Super Jacks. Tourers makes me go back and say, two-litre front-wheel touring cars. Front-wheel drive touring cars. Why are we the New Zealanders doing that? Odd stuff. Mind you, they used to do that in the, in the old days, in the, in the 60s. They, they, their engines were always bigger than anyone else's. And it was very difficult to race. They found it difficult to come over here and race because they, they, they weren't in the right category. Mm. So that, oh, that surprises me. And that was borne out... La not last year, not this last year, but the year before, 2009, for the Phillip Island and Bathurst Enduros, where Andrew Thompson came out, uh, and James Thompson, sorry, yep. James Thompson, yeah. World Touring Car Champion, came out and joined Co-Drove with Alan, right, with Alan. Uh, yeah. in the Alan yeah. Thompson in the uh, the second Vodafone car. It had been ten years since since Tomo had actually driven a from mm. a real wheel drive car, and he, mm. he was struggling a little mm. bit. Mm. No, no doubt about mm. his ability to be able yeah. to drive a Skoda quickly on a, on, a, on a glassy surface. Mm. But when it came down to that, <laughs> 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 that's a tad derogatory. <laughs> now, 
<laughs> well, it's a Skoda for a start off. <laughs> I didn't say it was a skidder. Right, hang on. Hang on, they rally Skodas now. Yeah, they do now. Yeah, yeah, go, go Skoda! I'm rallying it! <laughs> a bit worried though, they, they, they race him with those bikes on the uh, Tour de France. It's one of the bikes don't get in the way. You know. <laughs> Well, they do here too. Tour down under that, so they're all Skoda away. They're all Skoda. Yes, Skoda sponsor all that. So just before we get into tech time, we're going to flick to tech time. Now, before we get into tech time, we're just going to go a quick lay down, riding off the rest of the motorsport sort of sector for now. Well, what about? Unless we come back a bit more, you might have a bit more. But I've got it in my mind. It's got to come out. All right. JP, Uncle Al. Okay, so today. Uh, it's the first day of the official uh, Le Mans Series test day at Paul Ricard at the high-speed test track, mm. high-tech high, high test track uh, that, that Bernie owns. Unfortunately, the Ferrari 458 won't be ready. They're running a 458 with hand-cooked rubber on it this year, but unfortunately it hasn't even turned up out of the factory. So Ferrari hasn't delivered it, so they're testing the car this year in the 430, the GT2 that they've run last year or the last couple of years. Actually, it was a relatively brand new car at the beginning mm, of last year. Okay, so certainly they're going to learn some stuff about rubber, but it's not going to learn much about the car. So they're going to go pretty much blind. They'll be doing a mm. few private tests down um, at... at um, uh, what's the big track? Nardo. 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 Nardo, the big test track in the south of Italy. Do the high-speed test track with the, uh, the 458 and the rubber down there. But it's going to be a little bit difficult for them. So they're going to turn up for the first round in... Here... I don't know where it is. Somewhere. <laughs> to drive a new 458. Interestingly, Alan this year is driving a range of Ferraris. The 430 for private testing, the 458 Italia GT2 for Le Mans series and the 24-hour, which they've got an automatic entry after their second position last year in GT2. They'll be driving the 430 GT3 at, uh, Scuderia, along with Hector Lester in British GT, as he has for the last several years. Uh, Hector and he drove uh, with Luke Searle at the Bathurst 12 hour, yep. um, only a few weeks back. He'll be coming out to doing a few um, uh, GT3 races with Nico Halloran and the Maranello um, Motorsport oh, cool. Ferrari. Uh, that'll be good. And then Island Magic, where he hops in with Teague Huglin in the Lamborghini LP640 something or other. Oh. Oh, that's not a Ferrari. But nonetheless, that's pretty interesting. But this year he's done something different. He's going to do some historic racing really? in well, he's a... getting old enough. Now, you might be up for this, mm -hmm. and you'll know the story. And a bath or cellar. Two-litre open-top little sports car. Now, a cellar, well, a bath, a bath, which is usually is the Italian sort of oh. name, but a cellar. That's different. When you said a bath, I thought, well, is it something Arbath? to do with the tub? Is it A-R-Bath? Arbath. It's, Arbath. it's pronounced Arbath. It's um, but, it, but it's, it's A-B. A-B-A-R-T-H. Yeah. Okay. And the Ocella yes. was a Formula yes. One race. Right? Yeah, they were a Formula One team. Ocella, a car builder. Yeah, for sure. And they've got Arbath, obviously, to the engines. Or did the engines. And so uh, they're still around. So I wonder whether the engines are Fiat derivatives. I've got some pictures that just turned up last night. Really interesting. You got a story on George yeah. Meadie? George Meadie? Have you got the story? No. Then I better do it. Well, you better have. So George has, has teamed up finally now with, with Marcus Ambrose. Yes. Uh, with Marcus Ambrose Racing. And this weekend he'll be racing one of the new... In the in the late model... Uh, late model. And I'm not, I've got to read this off to you because I'm, I'm not real clued on all this... All the, uh, the stock car 
categories yeah, the on categories. Nono. It's yeah, like, you know, you've got the, the Crux with Tundra and then you've got series and that. Nationwide and then you've got Sprint and it's all basically on the brand. But I'm going to try and drill down on this at some time and work it out. But anyway, he's... Uh, have a look. Go to georgemedici.com. At the, that's spelled M-E-R-M-I-E-D-C-K-E.com. And you'll figure it out. Uh, Google that up. And uh, there's a video of him and, and Marcus with his uh, nine car, his, his sprint car. Um, so George is going to be driving in the UARA Stars Touring Series. It's a predominantly an East Coast series. Mm. And they're like quarter-mile ovals. Right. Um, quite... You know, short stuff. Marcus Sakanovic did sort of the sort oh, yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that's what I remember. And no, sort of, I yeah. suppose it limits damage, but it gives you the feel for drafting and, and this and that. So, good luck to him. Like Looks a good. Speedway track. Mm. Like driving around your lounge room. <laughs> do, do you drive around your lounge room, Tony? <laughs> well, I try not to. It makes a mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, well, the Yanks have a can... habit of doing this. They did that with, uh, with, with motorcycle speedway. Their tracks used to be really tiny, and I remember Ivan Major saying, "It's like driving around your lounge room." <laughs> That's where I got it from. I, I, I can sort of. I need a pen. Give us a pen, JP. I, I, I can see a vision for the for the cartoon next week. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's like sort of like. It's like, you know, George. <laughs> okay. George George goes up against eight competitors yeah. <laughs> in the quarter mile, but they have their own little quarter next oh, to okay. each other, yeah. you know. They're all yeah. rooms. Yes, maybe they Yeah, I'll forget that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. A bit too deep and unmeaningful. So, there you go. Over to you. Over to me. Oh, I, I, Jack Elsgood's going to call in because he's got a cockatiel. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Called Harry. <laughs> Very happy for him. I know. <laughs> Don't ask why. <laughs> but he has. If uh, I promise not to spill the wine, can I have some You know, um, <laughs> go, go straight to the mouth. <laughs> yeah, try. So Jackie Stewart, I'll take the hospital. Speaking of Jackie's. That's right. The other day. Apparently he was flying back from Switzerland or somewhere and they actually even diverted the plane. He went to the bog and didn't come out and he collapsed. And, uh, <laughs> He was unconscious. He so, was in a uh, Geneva motion. He's in some hospital or the other uh, under observation as a precaution at the moment. Well, at least he didn't fall down his He's lift so. Well, he's 71 now. I didn't yes, realize he was that bloody old. That old. Well, it's old enough. Jeez. You know. When you think that uh, he was world, the last world championship he won was 1973. Yep. Um, you know, it's bloody. He's probably got to feel old reading that. He, he's, you know? he's, he's much better. He's not running amok with James Hunt. <laughs> no. so he's got to be healthier. That was, <laughs> that was always um, uh, who we used to run amok with James Hunt, um, Barry Sheen. Barry he Sheen did. and James Hunt used to just, you know, stand on the edge of the track at various events and Barry, smoke, they were, smoke they, lots they of were cigarettes the, and drink lots of wine. No, the, it was like it was it was like the other Sheen, the Charlie Sheen of his era. <laughs> Wow, that's a very good point, too. I thought Barry Sheen and Gerhard Berger were the terrorists. I mean, they used to terrorise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, yeah. used to love them. They were they practical jokers. We love the Adelaide Grand Prix because we always there's always lots of fun here. Mm. Now, fun in their language means sex. <laughs> <laughs> they liked Adelaide. Yeah. So, I see Nick Highfield oh. reckons that Red Bull have got pace in reserve. He reckons they've been sandbagging at the testing in there, but... Well, it, you know, the fact that, that Nick Heidfeld replaced Jana Trulli to be the official Pirelli test driver 
um, and has probably got the greatest amount of experience on that rubber, knowing you know, uh, yep. understanding about degradation. And if you get mm. a bit of extra coin like that, he's not going to he's going to be playing the game, isn't he? Yeah, he's not sure. going to be telling people oh, how yeah. many at what you know what the what the drop off's going to be on it. Yeah. So I mean, you know, like Weber came. That's came good out for Renault. Firing all four on uh, firing all four, uh, and 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 slayed it on Tuesday, and then uh, Vettel went out the next day and uh, slayed it again. Um, so certainly the the Red Bulls are up the top. Um, not really much else to say apart from uh, apparently Lewis Hamilton was underwhelmed by the new car, even though uh, Jensen Button thought it was uh, a hell of a lot better at the end of testing than he did oh, at the so beginning. Fucking media, they got nothing, nothing and, right. Uh, they just use an adjective like adjective like that. They do what, better in a Scrabble game. Yeah, but oh. he did say that uh, because of hydraulics and exhaust issues, uh, he'd only managed 57 bloody laps on on a day when they were supposed to do a full race distance. Um, so he sort of said, well, there were improvements today, which is at least a positive. It's not all negative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, here's a classic example of the media distorting things. Artificial weather, said Bernie. Let's bring yeah, that in. Well, yeah, about Weber that goes, week. oh, no, I'm, oh, it's absolute rubbish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's not absolute. I'm rubbishing Bernie, but I'm yeah. not. Whereas they go, oh, actually, look, I really, I think that people would turn in their grave. But, like, nah, you've just, you've shit-canned Bernie, and you know Bernie would be after you for that. <laughs> so, like, you know, that's that's the end of that. Artificial weather? What oh. are they going to do, have have one corner wet and another one well, dry? No, he wanted to water the whole track. He's, no, no, no. Uh, at, you, like, no, you, you'll never week. know. You'll never yeah, no, know. You'll that's never know. It. It's all yeah. secret. Surprise, surprise. It's, it's all surprise. Right. It's like... You know, when I'm, you know, from the <laughs> Casino Royale, whatever that that'll generate this thing to go off there. He reckons oh, there uh, are certain tracks that are that are good in wet weather, and it will increase opportunity, uh, like evening the field out and increase overtaking opportunities. So why not just have some sprinklers on a track and you know, 20 minutes from the end, oh. turn them on? Oh no, it's absolute rubbish. Give me rot. a break. No, yeah. no, complete well, rubbish. Well, why don't, when they're having a night rush, why don't they just turn the lights out? See what happens. <laughs> Do you watch a South American Grand Prix live? <laughs> Lights are out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So um, I thought there's a bit of interesting stuff going on in WRC for a change. Uh, like so, Solberg's uh, Solberg's he's going right. I've got to start the next stage, and uh, and Loeb's car. Refuses to start mysteriously. What? Refuses mm. to start right there at the start control. He goes, "Well, what am I going to do? Just well, I got to push the car out of the way with my <laughs> Citroen pushes you out." Suddenly, the press again. Ford, Citroen, War, and anyway, they have breakfast. Go, oh, my bacon's crispier than yours. He's been talking to Charlie Sheen. Oh, he has. <laughs> He's sponsored by him. Oh, right. <laughs> His new sponsor. He's been having a few sniffs. <laughs> Uh, lines on his helmet. Now, Stoney, I, I saw your email, a response to JP saying you're coming up to here tonight, and I couldn't help but my noticing there was Brabs and the Highcroft, and yep. car at the yep. bottom of that friggin' international poorly. He's, he's been right. annoying, hasn't he? Oh, well, you know, that, yeah, that, that was lovely, here. actually. I, uh, I, uh, it was lovely to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's well, a I lovely have, job. I haven't spoken to Paul for so long. Well, we don't And either. then out of the blue, <laughs> yeah. Do you hear that? International? Yeah, quite international. <laughs> But Brabs is starting to look more like his old man every day. It was easy to draw. <laughs> well, he's got a small mouth. It's an old Jack cartoon of Rhea Ashton. Jack always talks out the side of his mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. But, but Jack's got... Mm. Without good. moving his lips. Sure. Mm. Oh, he's looking like his dad. Can you show new blah? No. New blah, that's right. Yeah, that's what we saw him now. Anyway, uh, that, that, that leads me into saying, Paulie, 
Mate, he launched the new Highcroft website this week in huge fanfare to himself. Yep, he did. <laughs> it was great. So I got the rich HTML. Oh. And I didn't go to the website. No, but I'm sure it looks fantastic, Paulie. Finally, as we wrap up the motorsport, do you want to go to the Wee Room? No, 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 no I was no, wondering what that was. It's Andrew in there, it's no. all right. Uh, the ACO. The, uh, the the group that uh, the body that automobile US club club US that runs uh, Le Mans they they are actually starting to put down some some pretty interesting rules here they're a bit all over the place because what they want to do at the moment is to see what's going on with this you know petrol diesel um, you know balancing formula <laughs> and after Spa. <laughs> We'll go, all right, this is the equalisation, and go, oh, fuck, thanks for that. You know, we've just done Le Mans 24 hour test day a week ago, and yeah, now we're now going we into the 24 hour. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. What do you want? Is it made for TV? Stupid. But anyway, that's the French. So it, it appears that a lot of the 2011 teams are now going, look, we'll just do it as an interim year, especially Aston Martin, just a moment after they've just launched their ugly car. Well, it's not ugly from the front, but it's ugly from the side. And, you know, ah, aces, it's not ugly. But anyway, we'll stick to it. Aces is not ugly. I, 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 anyway. So they disagree with us. Interestingly enough, the, the damn thing's only got a, a two-litre, six-cylinder inline uh, turbocharged engine. But the rules coming in in 2012 will allow the LMP1 in that configuration to be 800 kilos. So there's a lot of space around the car and, you know, like under the cowling yeah. for... Regenerative, this, that, and the other. They didn't say anything about regenerative, right? Just saying that there's, you know, if you're gonna, if you've got a big, an engine like that, you just yank it out and chuck it away and put a new one in. Anyway, so I figure that's how. <laughs> Formula it One cars <laughs> in the eighties, they run a fifteen hundred engine turbocharged, right, and they were only eight hundred yeah. kilos, yeah. and they had a thousand horsepower in there, in there with the Renault yeah. F one, and exactly. the, actually the Brabham variant. So much so the horsepower that they actually didn't have a head, a head gasket. Because they were just blow. The head and the cylinders were the, no, the, the, the they cylinders. They had qualifying engines were, that were, were just going pop. Yeah, they only did two laps. You've probably <laughs> seen a, the hand grenades. They were hand grenades. Certainly, you have seen Gerhard Berker come out of a pit lane down this like this way when they had active suspension. It got to a certain speed, and the ride height changed, and the car went and speared straight across the track. And, <laughs> and an engine went into the crowd and cried at a seat. Well, I'll tell you, that's what happens with this sort of thing. Oh, that's called that's called a Vittorio. Brambilla move. He won the Austrian Grand Prix in 1974 and he put his hands in the air, he went across the line, it was wet, and it did a U-turn and went whack straight in the fence. <laughs> Vittorio Brambilla. A very happy man. <laughs> sorry, mate. That's all right. No, no, there's no to be sorry. There's no apologising around here. Well, you, will, you will invite these old farts to your bloody radio. No, that's all right. You know, like, there's probably less chance of spilling wine after he's had a glass. Yeah, I'm hanging that's on right. to it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. bad. So, so what the ACO is, is basically saying is that from 2012, we're going to try and limit the fuel usage to whatever the, they haven't said it, whether it's petrol or, or, or diesel, to around about 1,500 litres. And by the end of but by, by 2020, mm. in you know, I think they're trying to be very green, trying to uh, this is good, yeah, you know, well, because you've got to keep and they've longevity got to be seen of the to sport. Be green, particularly uh, in Europe, the European uh, Union demands say yep. that we want 100 grams of uh, um, uh, of, of carbon dioxide per per kilometre of the vehicle. It's, it's really hard to quantify. You know, sort yeah. of saying, uh, do you know how long how, how long it takes to download a Madonna song? Or okay. how compressed that was? Or, you know... 100 it's grams. It's no wonder people have bill shock on their phones. Down to 75 grams at 2025, uh, year 2025. We'll be around then. 
What are you doing, are are you doing in 15 years? What are they running these on? LPG? Well, they, no, they, they, there's, there's three options. <laughs> and when you said 1,500 litres... Now, that's probably the petrol version, but if you're running diesel, you probably only get 500 no, no, litres. No, it's a new fuel <laughs> coming up. Sota. Sota. Yeah, okay. smell of an oily rag. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Oh, well, they can't run electric cars because they get halfway down Mulsane Strait and someone pulls the plug out. <laughs> well, they are doing hybrid versions, and, and, yeah, and yeah, as we it. mentioned last week, that, that Peugeot are going to run there. Well, Peugeot, if you're here. Peugeot, if you're over there. Depends you get the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. Um, Fuck. Yeah, it's that yeah. El, El Nino La Nina effect with yeah. fuel. Okay. Um, yeah, they'll get. They'll, they'll have to go that way. The three point seven liter the V eight will be generating about four hundred and ten kilowatts at the rear and, and sixty at the front. And uh, button pressing. Anyway, they'll be crashing and then they'll be switching. Mind you, Le Mans, Le Mans has always been the place where they try all the prototypes. It's always been a test bed. Always so, good. So it's always really yeah, it's always good to watch, too, especially after last year's coverage. Lots of shagging at the back. Yeah, and it's always nice to see the frogs. Champagne with Don. Champagne with Don panels. You got any tech time? I do. You've been waiting for tech time, and boy, is it tech timey because today iOS 4.3 arrived for the iPhone. And let me tell you, viewers, it's just absolutely deluxe. I want to tell you that the single most important thing that has come up here with this is the fact that it's got it's got personal hotspot sharing. Now, previously. Previously, on towards 2000. <laughs> I mean, on, on, on towards 2010, 2011. Mm. Previously. 2020, even. I wouldn't be able to do this. No. But momentarily. Are you tethered? No, I'm not tethered. Tethering has changed. It is no longer tethering. It is now called Personal Hotspot, JP. I'd like right. you to get with the program. If you see that Personal Hotspot... No, you can't see it from there. Personal no, Hotspot on. Yeah. And, right. and what I'm going to do here is with my iPad, sit over here and come along, click on settings, look at my Wi-Fi setting and go, John's iPhone, thanks very much. So now the iPhone is providing the connection in a moment, one hotspot connection comes up and we can go in and have a look quickly at autosport.com and that is now using So that's coming the through phone. the phone and then across the network to there. Beautiful. Hmm. Now if I go up to the office and I can connect the, the the iMac and the laptop and have three connections running off it. it, it, it that's pretty cool. That Previously, cool. the only way to do that was that that was connected either Bluetooth or USB to my laptop. Then I was going into the sharing option and setting up mm. internet sharing, which then invoked meant that I was having to prioritise my my um, wireless connections internally to the the printer. Yep. So the printer was on a wireless connection, but I had to set up the ordering of that. It was all a bit difficult. This is really, really clever. It's a free upgrade, and I just think that that's pretty good. So we can go... Uh, uh, what's happened? It's, it's motor racing going on. That's next week's show. So so that's all cool. And um, there's also a, a build going out for the... Um, Apple TV mm. uh, to enable the AirPlay capability. That means yep. that anything that is here uh, from in iTunes, audio, video, pictures can be sent over the Air Wi-Fi to the Apple TV. So that's pretty oh, cool. That's cool too. That's the, Apple's also released 
Xcode 4. This is interesting. Xcode 4 is a developer tool only for the creation of, uh, of content and, 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 and applications for here, here, iOS devices. Up till now, you had to be a developer to do yep. that and get access to it. Now, it's $4.99 in the App Store. But what does that tell you? To me, that tells us that they're readying consumer land for an ability to be able to create applications to the iTunes Store and bypass developers. Mm. As I said last week, mm. no SD slot in the iPad 2, which yep. turned up very, very cool. I'm going to let you do the iPad 2 because I don't want to... You know a bit about the iPad too, being an Apple. Well, it was no basically any different to what we actually discussed on the show last week. That's overly dismissive. Well, it is that. Overly well, it's actually yeah, right, yeah, because I just thought it was old news. All the mainstream media's covered it and everything else ever since the release. In but, fact, but they couldn't get enough of it. As you heard here on 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 uh, Radio Hot Lab, mm. which incidentally is the number one podcast in the world <laughs> in its sector. In its sector, yes. but, no, it is. And don't you worry, I've got some ye of little. I can't believe that my own co-host was going. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, well, last right. week. Yeah. So yeah, I went. Yeah, well, look, yeah. fuck you. I'll do a bit of research yeah. and I'll give some <laughs> real <laughs> statistics to show statistics you. Statistics prove that, that statistics work. I tell you, it is the number one in the world. But we'll get to that at okay. the end. We will. Safari 504 fixes, yep, all sorts of things. Um, Samsung's gone. <laughs> we just tore up $500 billion. Like, let's just, you know, go and do another tablet because we haven't got that right. Everyone's yep. going, no tablets for us. Um, new iTunes, 10.2.1 because they fucked up on the 10.2. Um, and that's it. Oh, and Adobe's upgraded their Adobe publishing suite to uh, Drop 10 version, if you're interested in that. Yeah. Go and have a look. Acrobat. Interesting stuff. Shows you how Adobe's to also um, bold what they call Wallaby. Um, this week, they've uh, released a drag and drop answer to um, the HTML, uh, uh, flash, flash HTML. Yep, that's oh, right. Conversion. Flash, very good. flash, flash HTML5. Very surprised you managed to um, get that. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been tested on uh, HTML5 output on Chrome, Safari, and, uh, and iOS browsers, but uh, it's all good, good stuff. Um, Apple's ban on Flash has obviously caused a headache for quite a few uh, developers, so Ooh. Adobe has uh, tried to circumvent it by using this. So uh, apparently uh, they gave delegates at the Max 2010 conference in Amsterdam preview last year, uh, but it's actually been... Uh, Why do you reckon they had it in Amsterdam? So it's still... <laughs> Adobe's called it experimental. Well, they weren't doing it. Sounds any. great. They weren't doing it. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm coping all night. Roll me another tulip. <laughs> in Amsterdam. Come on, then. Prove to me... Jansen. <laughs> Prove to me yeah. that we're number one. Blow your tits off. Oh, one, one last thing. Hold on. Just very quickly. Would do. Stop for those viewers, For those viewers who are... Um, who've got Internode as a service provider, you'll be glad to hear that all their fibre links uh, across the mainland now between capital cities have been boosted to 10 gigabits per second. And, and JP is actually can personally validate that because he's been going around the country recently opening, opening more supermarkets. And in fact, I shall be in Mount Gambia in two weeks doing exactly that, Ooh. Johnny. There you go. Why aren't you uh, hanging around with Curtis Strange more? No, I don't like him. Us called a stone. No. <laughs> a strange stone. There we're he was. Getting back to Amsterdam again. Uh, talking about being stoned. Oh, next week we're going to talk about how much money you can actually save if we remember to talk about it because we're getting on. Uh, we're getting on. And it's clips all next We're getting week. on. So, you know. About how much money you actually are going to save by using 
this type of iPhone, or this iPhone, with this sort of uh, data connectivity. No phone, no, no phone line here, no internet connection with the internet, this does everything in the house. Hello, $99 a month. How much you pay? $99. Tell us, here's a question. It's $99 a month for everyone I can eat. How much? $99. How much? I don't know. Yeah, tell us, pretty boy. <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay, come on then. So Here we go. This I, is going to be interesting. Guys. <laughs> I'll hand it over. But I, 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 viewers, I, 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 viewers, I, what I don't understand here is he is a, gen, a genuine, well, I thought he was a genuine <laughs> co-host of the show, having done this for over 200 episodes, and he's going, he's trying to rubbish his own gig. <laughs> I'm not trying to rubbish it. But you're trying to... I'm just You should be supportive. I am being supportive. I mean, I know we're the greatest, but I just didn't think we were number one, Johnny. We are. We are the number one podcast that takes a light-hearted look at the world of motor racing, cool emerging <laughs> technologies, barbecues and gadgets. Yeah, Aussie course. style. Okay, so let's break that down. Right. Firstly, I thought, well, let's have a look across the board, what's hot, the top-rated, anything to do with sport. Yeah. And, well, there we are on the What's Hot page oh. at 42. Right. But let's have a look at who's above us. Mm. First, firstly, there's only one who's explicit. Right. And that's uh, This Week in League, a professional operation that's done by, you know, Eddie... People in radio Buckstick studios. Or whatever his name is, you know. <laughs> short, right? Okay, so at number seven, the first one was... Nova Radio mm. with blah, 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 and blah. Number five is the, is the official F1show.com. Right, official. Okay. That's from the BBC, isn't it? I think it is. It's Bernie, yeah. Yeah. Bernie Sank. Then there's number seven is the, is the V8 Insiders. And, well, what's his name? What's the guy's name? And does it. He's, uh, he's been my Facebook friend. He wants to want to be friends. But he's, he says, and nothing but V8 supercars. We go, is, is that enough? <laughs> <laughs> Can you fill a whole show with that, or is the no. show only ten minutes long? You know, and there's big hair Nev hanging around, and you know, <laughs> big hair Nev. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love Nev. <laughs> okay, at number twelve, Red Bull Racing Podcast. Oh, jeez, okay. buy some product. <laughs> and there you go down here, and it's like it's just it's just rubbish. <laughs> and then there's us, <laughs> <laughs> the only non-rubbish program there. And so then I what? thought. So you did some more research. I did. <laughs> then I thought, let's go to tech. Whoa. You've got to go down to... Uh, you've got to go down to number 27 before you get analogue hole gaming, which is explicit. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. But basically, it's all to the usual suspects. Leo Laporte. Oh, Leo Laporte. Leo Laporte. Like I'm with the sound of his voice. This week in tech. And yeah. Gadget. Buzz out loud. Your tech's like, hello, Aussie Geek Podcast. But no one's doing humour. And what's worse, I could not find a single podcast anywhere around the world... About barbecues. Except one. Right. That used the word barbecue to masquerade as political speech. Political <laughs> speech. <laughs> you idiot. Well, on that note, viewers... On that note, talking of barbecues, 
I had a uh, I had a breakfast on my barbecue on the weekend because I'd had a big night on. The, well, it's actually a brunch by the time I got the thing. Fired this is up. an epic podcast. It is. It's anyway, so just don't very very quickly. is epic. I'm just fascinated very, by the whole. Very quickly, that. I did the usual schmear of um, can, can you we know, do bacon, eggs, sausages, <laughs> all that stuff on the barbie, and then Monday morning, blow me down. Schultz again. Schultz. John Banner. Schultz bacon from the Barossa. One, the best bacon in Australia. Ah, I don't think so. I read otherwise that it was no. Barro- Barossa Valley Smoke Bacon. Yeah, it is. It's, I don't okay. want to sound like It's from food. Barossa Fine Foods. Ah, correct. But the butcher is Schultz. Hey! Ah, and if you go to www.barossafinefoods.com.au, you can see the Schultz bacon. It is famous because it is cured using a traditional brine mixture, but... It's smoked for two days in rustic red gum smoke. Count that. Not one, <laughs> but two, two days. Yeah, all there, come on That's got, half the length of Clipsal. It's got juniper berry flavour. Oh, so we've got to get some. And if you go to the website, viewers, you can actually click just down from the top and it'll tell you where your lo- uh, closest local supplier is. Here in Adelaide, the IGA's in the city, uh, the city central and city east, and Norwood Fine Foods... And, of course, the food lands that are Adelaide's finest. Fruville, Pasadena, da, 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 da. <laughs> There you go. I think that's it. Stay tuned next week. I'll tell mm. you, if you're in, in Adelaide, it's going to run through quickly on Sunday. Clips of Girls. Um, Clips of Girls at the track, 9.30 on Saturday, Tuesday. V8 Utes at Mala. Uh, Ronald Moore, James Courtney jerking off. Uh, James Garthander trying to kill him. Uh, it's just stuff. Oh, there's, there's, there's heaps of stuff. Go to Ford, GT, Cafe Village, eat some pies. Lounge and... Blind uh, lunches with supercar drivers. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. VIP deck pet, pet food dog show with Tony Quinn. Lounge and... and Clark. Wait, Lounge and Wing Cup are doing a bloody wine, a grape crushing in the Central Market on Wednesday, I think it is. It's oh, they'll have dirty uh, feet in the uh, car. Yeah, they will. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's a Jeff Merrill wine. That's, that's <laughs> top. I did the label. <laughs> Jeff Merrill. Oh, Stoney, thanks for coming along tonight. And yeah, JP pleasure, for, very much. for inviting him along. It's great to, to meet you once in a while. Obviously, and we'll, we'll have him back again with Fogues as well. I'm normally a backroom boy. I don't come out. So, you know, this well, Fogues, but I'm Fogues has been <laughs> trying to come out for a while. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes down to Phillip Island, but, yeah. <laughs> stays in tents. That actually come out with the, the green satin on. <laughs> with the green satin? Oh, God. Oh, dear. I'm on the website. Yeah. Emerges from his town, says Cavoir. <laughs> you, you, you were saying that. You, you like to pay out on Facebook. We did a couple of shirts for him last year. So the first one, oh, yeah. the first one was was Le Fogois. Le Fogois. And he goes, oh, fuck yeah. So the next one was slightly alkaline. <laughs> Have the tax office after him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention that. That's an episode 130, 74. 134. 134. 134. Oh, plus so, yeah, 40. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The next one. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers. Bye. Should we go and get some wine now? <laughs> Better have. <laughs> I thought, yeah.
Uh, is that is that a man with the cockatiel? Is, is that Jackie? Yes, it is. <laughs> Keithy George. Ke- Keithy, we. we, we. <laughs> Keithy, what are you guys doing here? We're doing a show. But 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 Jackie. Are you guys still on here or not? Jackie. Yeah, we're still on air, but but we've got. Okay, well, listen, 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 listen. Just, just, um, just wait two seconds. I've got Dennis Tedudo with me, and he can't find his phone. One second. I'll call you back. <laughs> <laughs> the castle. Has <laughs> he hung up? Uh, he's he's hopeless. hopeless. He is hopeless. Sounds like he was talking underwater. Mm. Well, he was, he was underwater, right. but he had the cockatiel. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was busy eating his salad sandwich. Did he get a pretty one? <laughs> Now, Jackie, but before you do go on, Jackie, listen up. We've got Stony with us tonight, the uh, the cartoonist from Auto Action, and you, he, you've just given him a whole bunch of ideas. Is that right? Well, I, I think <laughs> I might change. I'm going away from seagulls, and I'm going to put a cockatiel in there. At least the cockatiel's got the little top notch on the top of its head. So, Keithy, uh, you're coming in for your 409th year of V8 Ute racing. What's the what's the pr- what's the plan, son? <laughs> Mate, the plan is to do exactly what I did this evening at the Eastern Creek Go Kart Track. I did oh. give it a plug. Did right? you... and, and, uh, and do the exact same as what I did tonight next week at Clipsal, mate. Did you smash him, son? <laughs> Yeah, mate, squared off on a few. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you co-driving with Andrew, Madiki? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's out flying your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you be kind to that sausage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what's happening, viewers? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's getting them all in tonight. <laughs> You're on good form tonight. Oh, uh, Keithy, we were just signing off, but, but mate, seriously... What, what, other than other than V8 Ute racing, what are you going to do this year? We're gonna, we, like, are you going to put up with me? Something a, else? Are you going to put up with me well, a bit, a bit of tarmac stuff? I'd like to do some more tarmac stuff, but the uh, co-driver needs to put his finger out and uh, sort some uh, get a budget for it. Oh, mm. it's, so you're hitting me up for some cash, son? No, I didn't say you were the co-pilot. <laughs> 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 oh, thanks, Jack. Have I been elevated? <laughs> Oh, oh, you're harsh. <laughs> mate, oh, listen, I'll tell you what, mate. If you, if, if you can prove to me that you can undo a wheel nut, right, I'll, I'll give you a second chance. <laughs> look, look, Keithy, I, I'm going to have to say beat it, and we'll see you next week. No, hang on, hang on, mate. We're just about to go along um, you know, the strip where all the hoopers are along the Eastern Creek. I just want to see if that girl stand, the one, the one you hooked up with last time. Go for it. Yes, mate. Yes, mate, I'm here. What, I'm here. Who are you hanging out with, son? Mate, I've got, uh, I've got uh, Dennis Denudo from, uh, from, the, 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 from the castle. And I've, got, and I've got the grandson of the Schaefer family who made all the pen, Jerry Schaefer. <laughs> <laughs>
Is that right? <laughs> is he electric? Electric chauffeur? <laughs> no, not the electric chauffeur. Just the, um, the felt-tip chauffeur. Oh, right. <laughs> that was the name of the truck or hooker. Her name was Chafer. Chafer. Chafing at the bit. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say, Keith, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. He's, go- he's gobsmacked. Oh, oh gobsmacked. I mean, is there is Sorpen involved way, anywhere? You used to be gobsmacked, don't you? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. He, <laughs> Keith, he's a big man when he's got his mates there telling yeah. the stories. Oh, I'll get you. I'll get you, Butler. Let's say hello to the prosecutor. Hello, mate. Well, listen, mate, um, I'll leave you back to your harem and uh, I'll talk to you later on, eh? I'll get you, Butler. We'll see I'll you next week, Jack. All right, good, good night, kids. Cheers, mate. Oh, oh. <laughs> they're ruining me. <laughs> He's on four. Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers. Again. 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 Again